when you're in a healthy relationship, you feel safe. Yes. You feel cherished, happy, and heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when Say you, that again. Will you list that again? Yeah. Safe, cherished, happy, and heard. You're listening to Rebel Heart Radio, hosted by nutritional therapist Cassie Knavel and professional esthetician and makeup artist Genevieve Blair. A lifestyle podcast about clean living, making money, and badass people that inspire us endlessly. We created this podcast to walk through the tough moments of life with you, inspire you to live more intentionally, and frankly, because we like to talk. Thanks for joining us today. Make sure to catch our weekly episode and subscribe to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you have iTunes, we would be forever grateful for your review on our podcast. Let's get to our latest episode. The materials and content within this podcast are for general information and educational purposes only and are not to be considered a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. All right, Ms. Jen, we're going to start today's episode with what is up with you? I know. What's up with me? So we were just kind of having like a recap moment of like, because we always try to think about what is up with me like, before we start. <laughs> it's always the question like, oh, I don't know. What are we going to? What is up with me? <laughs> I don't know. I have done lots of things in the last week. What can I remember any of them? <laughs> uh, so the last week's been really interesting for up here in the Pacific Northwest because we had a fantastic beauty counter headquarters tour with Gina Murphy and you guys. OK, if you've listened to the podcast for a while, you will know you will understand and we got to meet Lindsay Dahl. Well, I've met her before. I haven't met her. <laughs> and I got a picture with her and I got to have a like, brief conversation, got to hear her speak. Oh, we're both obsessed. Yeah. We're capital, just obsessed. capital words. <laughs> obsessed. Arms up. Obsessed. Praise hands. Obsessed. Yes, for real. Like she, she gave this killer presentation on environmental sustainability, got to answer a bunch of questions about what beauty counters doing. And she just knows so much and has been in this space for so long. And she knows how legislation's working and who's in, who's out, who needs to be talked to. And like, she just knows so much and has got such a beat on everything that is really important to me. And I also know to you that it was just a really exciting night. And I got to bring a guest that I was really excited because she loves Beauty Counter, but she got to kind of see the company culture. So that was really fun to be able to just kind of show that to somebody who already loves the products, but now gets to understand kind of what I fell in love with after I liked the products too, is the company culture, you know? So, so that's what I did Monday. And then Tuesday we had a luncheon with Gina Murphy and that was fantastic as well. Gina Murphy is the um, chief revenue officer of yes, Beauty ma'am. Counter. And if way. you don't know who Lindsay Dahl is, she's the VP of environmental and social responsibility. Social right? and environmental responsibility, oh, okay. but yes, okay. same Backwards. difference. <laughs> okay. I'm a little dyslexic sometimes, but... <laughs> You know. How are you like a little, are there varying? <laughs> I'm a little, I'm a lot dyslexic. <laughs> I'm, I'm dyslexic when my brain just decides to remember things that way. I don't know. Like I'm, I'm not dyslexic, but <laughs> it's okay. Anyways. So she's our VP of social environmental responsibility and she covers advocacy. She covers what else? She's, she had an interesting little breakdown of what her department does. I don't know if I can remember it all, but she does, um, charity work charitable giving Mm -hmm. from beauty counter works with our nonprofit partners 
Or Center Advocacy Department. Yeah, that was a good breakdown, but I don't have it either. I'm yeah, not that either. cool. I have a lot of other things, but um, <laughs> but other than that, I also, I did a lot of things last week. I also um, got to do a wedding on Saturday. Oh, man. So That's the jam. I purposely. You actually got to like flex those makeup yes. muscles, girl. Oh, it felt so good because it was a big wedding party. It was seven people total. So, um, and if you don't know how wedding days kind of work for a lot of people, it's brides need to be ready by like one or two. So you've got all these people it's early, it's early. Cause they always want to be ready to have their photos done, you know? So, and, and then we're trying to coordinate hair anyway. So it's, it can be a little bit of a, a juggle, but man, it felt good. It felt good to just have people in my chair and just go to town on their face and just be like and all of them were so chill i was like hey this is the palette that we're working with you know i would like to show them what colors we're working with because some people are very opinionated and i want to work with them if possible but they were also chill they were like whatever the bride wants and i was like you guys are awesome <laughs> so i really got to do whatever i wanted because the bride was like i trust you do what you want which is kind of rare too surprisingly you'd think that, that's a chill know, bride right there. oh she was so chill let me tell you this poor bride had her wedding venue so she had her wedding venue where she got married oh, and then she this. had a two story house on the property that she rented for two nights and it burnt down three days ago, three to three weeks ago. And the venue, they were like, you can, if you find another venue, we'll refund you all your money. And that's it. If you find another Would venue not three weeks her? before your wedding in the no, summer. No, not in the Columbia Gorge. It's very limited. Yeah. You know, and she already had people who had um, purchased accommodations traveling from really far. And I was just like, oh my word. And then. So where did where did you end up like doing the get ready oh which was stunning well yeah stunning but definitely an extra expense for oh yeah she was yeah she was really frustrated because it was a huge expense huge extra expense but she they made it work and uh it it the day of worked out beautifully but it also rained right off and on all day on saturday and when i got her in my chair i was like so how are you feeling and she was just like you know things are all working out the way they're supposed to and as long as it doesn't rain during the ceremony I'm really grateful for We're the cool. rain. And I was like, I wanted to pat her on the back. I'm like, okay, you're going to have a fantastic day. Just that attitude you're having. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so it was fun to kind of be in the wedding industry again. But I purposely over the last two years have really limited how many brides I take yeah. because it got to the point where I was like, I was not existing in the summertime. Like, well, how could you have weekends with your family or mm-hmm. anything? Between run throughs and brides. I mean, there's times where I was doing three brides in a day. Mm-mm. trying what? to coordinate that mm-hmm. for run-throughs right not for the actual wedding day both oh it got to the oh. point where i only did that a couple times i guess there's only so many saturdays and sundays during the mm-hmm. during the summer yep and so i always gave discounts to brides that were during the week so it's really interesting <laughs> i bet you did you're mm-hmm. like please please schedule during the week <laughs> yeah. um it was really interesting i was just listening to an episode of um, jenna kutcher's podcast gold mm-hmm. digger mm-hmm. and she was talking about kind of the same approach and actually actually she was oh no she was on rachel hollis's podcast the rise podcast uh, yeah yeah so during that interview she was talking about kind of her introduction and who she is and and touched on how difficult it is to be a wedding photographer and just working like 30 weekends Mm -hmm. in a row it's insane may to october every single weekend Mm -hmm. i'm like that is no way to live times friday saturday and sunday that's so crazy and then you edit during the week a lot has changed since then Mm -hmm. miss genevieve yes yes ma'am no and i i was it was a hard jump for me to because i only do one bride a month now because but i also charge more 
you know what I mean? So yeah, I, you still don't charge what you should. And, and from my perspective, but <laughs> I've been told that before, That's but, okay. it, but it also came so down better. to, it also came down to, I wanted to love it again. Mm-hmm. Cause man, it becomes a grind. Otherwise I don't know how photographers do it. Cause their, their day of work is pretty grueling, but the big work happens when they go home. The and they edit it, mm-hmm. but you get to go home and be done. Yep. And then you have a professional photographer who shot your looks all day. <laughs> Hopefully. Do you know how many times I have not gotten professional work? And I need to, like, I always try to get the photographer's info, and then I don't reach back out. I've gotten to the point now where I ask my brides ahead of time, will you please email me images that you love that yeah, show I off Yeah, I mean, I made look. sure to do that with my yeah. my peoples who helped me get ready. I feel like I it's I can't contact the photographer. They're just so busy. I'm like... Yeah. So ultimately that was my week. I also got to volunteer at a girls camp on Friday and it was hot. It was really hot. Hot in Oregon is like in Washington. Oof, I forget it was like you're in Washington degrees. too. It's like, it's like what? It was 90 degrees and I was like, it was, oh. a, it was a blustery <laughs> 90 degrees. And I was in the shade in the trees and I was like, huh. Ah. <laughs> it was windy this weekend too. Yeah, it was, but it was fun. We got, I got to run the crafting station cause it was a STEM camp. So it was, oh, it was all based around like science, technology, engineering, arts, or so steam. I and like math. It. And I got to run the arts station, which was still, still super fun. It was, um, we nailed a hearts and we had like a stencil and we needed nails in and we took the string and made a little designs anyway. So it so was cute. It was super fun because they were eight to 11 year olds. So I really I'm got to, to outsource that. all my kid crafting. In the future. <laughs> <laughs> Not my strong suit. I get, well, mm-hmm. I could be like, here's some art. Let's bake a pie. Right. <laughs> it's an art people. That's a little bit of science too. Let's like, cut out some leaves and oh put it boy. on the crust. Oh boy. That's I could what go I would deep do. into crafts. That's kind of I have problem. a real, I have a hard time with artsy Ooh, things. I love artsy things. I grew up with super artsy with my mom. I like though. design. Mm-hmm. I'd, I just like to pay somebody to do all that kind of stuff. <laughs> One day. Camps. You will love camps. <sighs> there are no. so, so, so many opportunities. Like moving to where I am now, it's like, it's like suburbia Mecca mm. here. And there are so many opportunities. Like my next door neighbor's never home ever during the summer. Because our kids constantly in camp, and I'm like, I can't do that. I couldn't do it either. But I'm like, their kids got so many exposures and experiences. I think is really interesting and cool. So I will be selective. Oh, in the camps I mean. that you send your kiddos to, because mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, man, there's so many opportunities. But I love this. I love the steam camps. I think those ones are super great because it exposes ch- kids to things that they may not have, like programming and um, robotics and. Uh, see what some of the other ones that they did they talked about um engineering like they did the bridge building with the newspaper and the noodles yes. and then putting the pennies on uh, one group stacked 400 on pennies on that's awesome i know they killed i think it. i did that in like seventh grade i don't know it was either middle school probably middle school and i don't remember it going that well right as a middle school <laughs> i was super impressed 400 pennies gosh and then they had another one that where they built a little circuit so I had batteries and a light bulb and all that jazz and that's boss. And I got to take home the little circuit that they made. I was like, that's super cool. It was all outside and they, um, made elephant ears. Hmm. We, yeah. I know. I mixed feel feelings. That. Yeah. <laughs> no, not mixed at all. It smelled amazing in there. I was like, this is just mean. This is dough. This, this is dough mean. sounds so good. Dough is so mean. Ugh. Anyway. So that was pretty much the bulk of my week. What's up with you? Where do you want to start? Okay, so (laughs) 
last week was all beauty counter basically mm-hmm. so we had um headquarters came to town just as genevieve mentioned um to portland and seattle actually yeah. and so i followed headquarters up to seattle and made the drive Roadie. with uh one of my buddies heather and it was a really wonderful week of just having why I'm doing this solidified because mm-hmm. I trust people. There have been many points in my um, early part of this direct sales journey where I was like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Um, or why are you doing this? Because I'm just, well, I'm just not someone who ever expected to get into this um, industry. And what really um, got driven home for me this last week was that um, we're really not. <laughs> we kind of yeah. take all beauty counter kind of takes all the best parts of the direct retail model and uh, leaves all of the crap essentially for real. And um, it was just really lovely to get to spend some time with um, some of our Pacific Northwest leaders and um, figure out how they are kind of getting the message out there about clean beauty and um, non-toxic living in general and a lot of our that. yeah a lot mm-hmm. of our meetings last week um, that were for the public so we have these events called meet beauty counter they're um, the sort of events where you can come um, come one come all anybody come bring a guest uh, you guys can check out and see if there are any events in your area at beautycounter.com slash events. And um, what you'll find is, um, you know, someone from our corporate headquarters, this last tour was with Gina Murphy, who's our chief revenue officer. And uh, they basically explained, you know, what it means to live a non-toxic lifestyle and why it's important for us to um, understand better how we can improve all sorts of different facets of and our lives where we came yeah from. so we talked about like switching your can your your pans over from um non-stick yeah teflon. non-stick teflon to cast iron or ceramic we talked about using uh reusable straws instead of using plastic single-use straws or just single-use plastics in general and there were just so many wonderful points brought up. And I love that Beauty Counter is a brand that's dedicated to educating on all of these factors yeah. and not just, you know, talking about clean beauty. And even when we talk about clean beauty, it's not just Beauty Counter. It's not the only option. We are leading mm-hmm. the industry. Do not be mistaken. We are leading the industry in clean mm-hmm. beauty. It's pretty incredible. But uh it's it's one where you know we get to be incredibly proud of the additional education and resources because you know anyone I talk to about this stuff I want you to be walking away with you know knowing about the environmental working group we'll get in the show notes by the way mm-hmm. um, environmental working group the skin deep database and then the healthy living app mm-hmm. and then having access to our never list which is 1500 ingredients that beauty counter never puts in their products and uh, knowing full well like some tips and resources some things you can do going home that day that you learn about the toxicity in our personal care products that you can do. And one of my favorite features of this entire tour that headquarters did was an advocacy event that Lindsay Dahl headed up in Portland and Genevieve already mentioned that it was um, uh, last Monday. And essentially 
you know, we spent a lot of time talking about, well, if you don't want to be a beauty counter consultant, cool, great. We understand that's not for everybody. Mm -hmm. How do you lend your voice? So I'm going to include some calls to action for you guys in the show notes on how you can lend your voice to this movement for clean beauty and to help with the passage of the Personal Care Product Safety Act. There is a number you can call that you will hear Greg Renfrew's voice, our CEO, instructing you on what to say after the her, the intro part of the call is concluded, it will connect you with your first state senator. And then after that call is done, it will connect you with your second state senator. And don't worry, you'll be leaving a voicemail. You won't be talking to anybody over the phone, likely. And if you are, it'll be an assistant who maybe works in that department. And uh, we also have uh, a text message that you can send, uh, Better Beauty, all one word, to 52886 and that will prompt you to send an email to your representative you can um uh really make an impact with these emails and calls she broke that down yeah Lindsay Dahl said uh, about 20 calls in a week will start taking notice so yeah so you'll you're gonna start to see some calls from action from me Mm -hmm. um on my Instagram handle yes and uh, at events that I do in person as well, because how cool would it be to just have all of us sitting there, mm-hmm. you know, making making a phone call or sending a text message really quick all together. So there are a, th- a lot of things you can do. And the neat part is that Beauty Counter makes it easier for you to lend mm-hmm. your voice through, you know, having like a detailed email already written where you can edit it if you want to, or just send that straight away mm-hmm. to your representative. And so there are lots of other ways that you can get involved. Um, please feel free to reach out to us at rebelheartradio at gmail.com if you have any questions about what we've talked about so far and just getting involved in the clean beauty industry um but it was like a major it was a major week it's a big week it was mm-hmm. a major week it was also a really big week for me personally yeah <laughs> i just had a really big shift um in my focus as a human being <laughs> if that makes any sense oh yeah And after we did our personal development episode last week, so we're only a week ahead right now in recording you guys. So this will release in a week. Um, This is life. We're just doing it. We're showing up for you guys. Because you're almost real time. (laughs) Right. We're showing up for you guys because we love you. And um, I love doing this. I love I love this podcast already so much. And I love this community. Mm -hmm. And I'm excited to cultivate more community together um, through this podcast and, and connect with more of you in person too in the future. Oh yes. So, but for me, you know, I have had, I've had a lot of really, this is a good segue into our subject today because I've had a lot of really tough conversations in the last couple of weeks. Um, some directly with friends who relationships are, you know, we're struggling or something like that, or, um, no conversations have, but just some really big realizations and who I allow into my circle and who Mm -hmm. I give my time to. And your Um, energy. I am an obliger. So I tend to give it to anybody who asks me Mm -hmm. and I need to learn better to filter that because, um, I don't have a lot of extra time. (laughs) No, you don't. And I need to filter that for people who are deserving of that time. So I had some big personal realizations last week as to how I need to, um, set some more boundaries just with particular friendships. And I put those in place, at least in my mind, Mm -hmm. Uh, and they can adhere or not. I don't care. I'll figure it out. And, uh, and we'll either stay friends or we won't. Yeah, I think that's the that's the important part is being okay with things you can't control when you're in that space mm-hmm. where you, you know being okay with like 
I'm putting this out there. I'm making sure you understand boundaries in our relationship and just being like, okay, balls in your court and understand that that's them. Yes. Like they're going to figure out what they're going to figure out. But that is a really great segue into what we're going to be talking about this week. So I hope you guys get to enjoy our full topic that you have coming your way and enjoy what we have to say. Today, we are talking all about toxic people and toxic relationships. Oh, you have gosh. to get them out your life. Yeah, you know, <laughs> gotta wash your hair. Yeah, so I was actually, I've been thinking about this a lot lately, especially after like dovetailing on our personal development episode. And this is the kind of stuff that Genevieve and I talk about on the phone all the time. All the time. Or in person. And, uh, I think this is something that can be incredibly helpful to just hear laid out because I think I have some, I've have had some relationships in my past, um, not romantic relationships, friendships that oh, mine are romantic were, <laughs> well, I've had those too, but that was a very long time ago. I've been mm. married for 13 years last Monday. Oh, go oh, last Monday. I yeah. Forgot. So that the what's up portion of this episode didn't include an anniversary date because we haven't had one yet so hopefully <laughs> that'll be in the next episode it's happening so yeah well my husband's out of town it's right now it's in october 13 for me too yeah hmm. Yay. <laughs> sorry for, but for me it was all right before i met skylar mm, but it was a romantic relationship mm-hmm. so I've, i have had a few toxic friends because i allow too much from others I'm good at saying no, but I I can excuse people's behavior a lot. I'm not the most empathetic person. I have empathy. I I have it. I'm not like a class. I'm not an empath by any means. Mm, I'm like bootstrap, ski your shit together. People (laughs) like figure it out. For for me, I have to like learn to like put up those walls. Be mm, like, okay. Yeah. Boundaries for sure. And I do too, but I'm an obliger and that's where the the allowing things comes in mm-hmm. and then I also you know I'd like to think that I'm a person who tries to see the best in people that's my problem is I'm always like excusing certain things because yes. of I'm understanding certain things about them or so if this mm. is you leave a comment for us yeah <laughs> let us let that. us make, make us feel like we're not the only ones that do this oh goodness mm. please so uh I want to start actually from this uh fun little um article from Huffington Post. Mm, Went to it in the show notes for sure. But it's the eight types of toxic people to leave behind in 2018. (laughs) And let's believe it. It's August and some of us are just getting to this. Okay. So just it's going to be okay. I feel like September is a great time to rejuvenate. Yeah. Just because a lot of people start school. Even if they don't, it's like the beginning of fall. It's like like the last freaking quarter of the year. Yeah. Like for me, it feels like a. it's almost more than January of like a new beginning. Ooh, okay it's well, that's like probably that because you have kids now and before that you're in school right 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 right. Yeah. we use the school year as quite a reset because my husband's a teacher oh, yeah yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. so and then my my mom was a preschool teacher before that so that was a that's big reset too so so the first type of toxic person you leave behind in 2018 from this article from huffington post is the debbie downer <laughs> i don't think we need to explain that very much it's yeah that's freaking negative people who can't uh, see positive no for i don't know no time for that uh the gaslighter this I is interesting this mm-hmm. do you okay so gaslighting is like essentially when someone just makes a big freaking deal they tend to be super insecure 
they really like to damage relationships and mm-hmm. just be like drama drama these are the drama people yeah the people that's always about them it's always about you uh do you want to hear the actual dictionary yes. definition yeah it is manipulate someone by psychology means into questioning their own sanity Ooh, been in a relationship with someone like that Ooh. it's intense and it was short-lived but it was six months of intense intense everything and it was like i've never questioned my own sanity ever except for being in that relationship oh that's too bad and it was you're a really rational i know normal human being dude it caught me off guard big time because not only was this person independently wealthy at a very young age Mm. like and i looked at that because i'm really attracted to people that um have drive have you know they they've got things that they want in their own life and they go for it like i've always been really driven like attracted to that and he was five years older than me oh and he had a lot of his crap together like he but not all of it clearly so much of it he did not and (laughs) he was seriously a very huge manipulative person in his life he manipulated everyone around him and it took me a long time to see it Mm. like a long time took too long honestly and it was very frustrating for me to question my own sanity like when you're in a friendship like that, you're in a working relationship like that, a romantic relationship, it all has different like levels of intensity. But when you are starting to have feelings for someone that's like that, you excuse so much. Like we excuse a lot of things cool. for the people that we love. Yeah, and I and I remember having a conversation with my mom where she was like, Jen, like this is not a healthy relationship for you. And I was like, but he's let me in so much of his life. Like I wanted to be there for him. That's part of the obliger nature in me. But it was, it, it took my mom like really being like, okay, you need to step back from this. And it still took me months to literally mm. tell him, don't ever call me again. Don't, you better erase my number. Like I literally never want to see you again. <laughs> wow. I had to get really intense with him and just be like, no. I've never had an ex that I had to say that to, but all my exes were pre high school basically. So this guy (laughs) who would like reel me in and let me out, reel me in and let me out. And it was, it was a real mind game. And he He went out of gaslighter. Yeah. And he went out of his way to control and manipulate even my environment. And I didn't even notice it. Mm. And so it was, it makes me feel yucky. It it felt yucky. (laughs) It felt very yucky. And it's actually taken me some time to, uh, like, forgive him for it sure you know what i mean yeah realize it wasn't about you and i actually i wrote him a facebook message because mm. he popped up on my um suggesteds list oh and i hadn't seen or thought about him in a very long time because very quickly after that i ended i met skylar like two weekends later mm. and i was like not ready not ready not ready because i thought that i just wasn't in the right headspace to get in another relationship but so I very quickly moved on and in with a very healthy person who knew how to like knew how to break things down emotionally for me and was able to like I was able to like healthily get over it. And but gave this guy a Facebook message and was just like, OK, I'm doing this for me and I'm not doing this for you. But I want you to know that I have been able to let go of all these things. I wish you well. I hope you're happy in your life. Done. Done. Any reply? Mm-hmm. What? He wrote back and was like, wow, like 10 dots. He was like, that came out of nowhere, but um, he apologized. 
wow and he was like um he was like i was drunk a lot during our relationship did not know that oh and he's since then has gotten help and he's totally turned his life around that's amazing i know i was it it allowed me to let go of things even more because i was like i'm not crazy he admitted you're an alcoholic (laughs) yes like he had issues that i did not understand i mean i knew he drank but that was well see this is you seeing the best in people yes yeah yeah and also and also inexperience with people that drink like I just did not have a lot of experience with that kind of behavior and so it was really interesting having being able to like emotionally let that go but gaslighting uh sounded so like woo woo to me but it's a real thing like people make you question your own sanity because of their manipulation yeah I've had I've had friends and I've known people in business who are like that Mm, and I was like I'm Mm -hmm. not just gonna tiptoe backwards I'm gonna run away from you yeah for real that's and honestly it took me I think it's important to be able to dissect relationships you're in and Mm -hmm. be able to put at least a little bit of a label on it and and because from then on literally from then on I will not let people into my life that even resemble his behavior no because I'm like nope well it helps you Uh -uh. recognize yeah yeah I think that's honestly like part of this conversation is helping others recognize who toxic people are and what they do that's my goal for this because I Mm -hmm. like I didn't see it yeah this takes a long time sometimes yeah i didn't see it so so that was number two so that was number two number two is gaslighter of course (laughs) we don't brevity the whole brevity (laughs) thing again not our not our thing uh i think that's going to be the theme Uh, that should be like our tagline brevity is not brevity it ain't our thing (laughs) brevity so the next one is the user Mm, this is pretty mm-hmm. self-explanatory uses your time energy resources takes what they want and doesn't care about anybody but themselves selfish the next person is the dysfunctional family member Ooh, everyone's got this one. Oh, everyone. and you love them but yes. they're majorly draining and they mm-hmm. take advantage of the fact that they're your family member and you love them yes and it's rude but you can fire your family too just so you guys know yep mm-hmm. <laughs> you mm-hmm. can fire your family um, the friend you've outgrown. This has happened to me a lot. This has happened to me a lot. I think that this is my the theme of my 20s. Yeah. I think the thing that I keep having to remind myself is that uh, not all friendships are forever. Some are just for mm-hmm. a season. And that's been a good healthy thing for me to recognize is that there's a season for every relationship I think sure because even people that I loved and that it was a really good relationship eventually the relationship changed and I didn't like that either because I was like but I wanted you in my life like why did things have to change or you know Mm -hmm. so just realizing there's a season for everything that it's okay it's okay to have good things leave too but also realizing it's if you need to let something go let it go yes number six is the scorekeeper i've also experienced this people who keep track of your faults and your mistakes and then they use it against you in the future like list when you're arguing about something else will like list them off i have had some friends whose spouses fit this category like you would not believe well when we've been in that category briefly for a second before we both realized this is not helping either one of us oh sure yeah we've had we've had arguments that involve score keeping but like this is the the toxic person who can't let it go exactly who always does this you know what's bad is when you got that and a family member combined like when you have toxic family member combined with any of these it's like oh ew it's so tough the critic 
So Mm -hmm. this is someone who like, you know, constantly criticizing you. There's a difference between like being real and direct Mm -hmm. with people and then criticizing all the time. Agreed. It's not 100%. It's not cool. And, um, critical people often have super low self-esteem for real is something I've noticed for real. It's It's more of a reflection of who they are. It's projection. Yeah. Which we're going to talk about in a second. And then number eight is the poisonous partner. So this is like romantic relationships that need to end. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's okay to be literally say we're done. I don't need you in my life. Yep. I'm going to surgically like remove. Bye. And that's okay. Like I literally told this guy like peace out. I don't want to see you again. I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to hear you. I don't like have a nice life. I hope life treats you well like but i'm saying that because i want to feel good about myself like i had no interest in caring for it any but i had to do that because he kept finding ways to get back in my life and i got to this point where it was like i ran turned and ran and that's okay it's okay well and even non-romantic relationships friendships it's okay to end friendships sometimes you just let them fizzle yeah. Right. And sometimes you directly address it head on if they won't leave you alone. Yeah. But, I, you know, honestly, most toxic people are not going to see what you have to say and want to make a change in their life. Like, no. that's kind of the definition. Like, someone who's not seeking any sort of personal improvement or development, this is why you hang out with your high vibe people. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Because, honestly, Toxic people don't respond to criticism well. No. Or to truth about no. their behavior or how it makes you feel, right? Yeah. So I think, honestly, that's a really good tell. Like, if you've got someone who feels toxic in your life and you want to change the relationship and you you love them and you still want them in your life, like, you have to give the real real about what's appropriate and what's not and give boundaries and talk about how things are going to work moving forward or what needs to change in order for the friendship to continue or romantic relationship. Mm-hmm. And then you give them, you know, time to respond and change and act. And if it nothing changes, then you cut it out. And that's right? what I had to do. It took six months for me to get to that point. That's I, a long time. It was. It was too long. It was too long. But it was, I think, necessary for my personal development because you best believe I did not let that happen again in my life, whether it was friendship, coworker. Like, I, I started to have problems with a coworker when I was a newlywed, and I literally had no problem being like, do not treat me like that. Right. Because I was not willing to go back down that path. I didn't care who they were. I was like, I will not allow myself to be treated that way. And I came, I came at it from a place that wasn't like angry. It was just, Hey, I'm letting you know that this kind of behavior is not how I want to be treated. I've been there before and I won't go there again. And just, you know, depending on the relationship, especially if it's family, you want to come at it from a place of love of, you know, for the sake of our relationship, I won't let this behavior continue. Mm-hmm. You know, because with family, a lot of times, unless it's necessary, you don't want to cut that relationship. It's because you love and care about most family members. But sometimes you have to be really real of like, I can't function this at this level. So things have to change. And I had to be very, very f- straightforward. And there was like eight months of silence. Sure. Which was tough for me, like really tough for me because it was family. Mm. And, you know, and then having that moment of 
like I had months of just downright panic. I was just like, what just happened? (laughs) And I was lucky to have somebody like Skylar in my life who was like, look, like you lay down the found the foundation, just let them respond in their way when they're ready, you know? And he's like, they're not going to leave it alone. They're just let them figure things out. And eight months later, started to have a really healthy conversation where they got to say their piece that they felt I had done that hurt them that put them in that position and allowed me to see a different perspective that I didn't see before so what felt like a toxic relationship ended up being this beautiful like change that needed to happen you know what I mean yeah but if that response wouldn't have been there if I hadn't come forward and been like no like it just would have continued it would have yeah and the relationship would not be what it is now not even close you know? Yep. So there's two sides to it. Of course you want to cut people out if they're not willing to get to that point, you know, but yep. you got to do what you got to do. So, um, I think it would be fun, <laughs> not fun, <laughs> important to talk about the difference between like, when we say a toxic person, we don't just mean people who are like occasionally annoying or kind of negative or a drag or, um, occasionally mm. demanding or unpleasant. I mean, yeah. like, let's who, define it. Right. Who carry like multiple characteristics that are like huge red flags. Mm-hmm. And I think the biggest one for me is that is people who try to control me. Mm-hmm. That's one of the my biggest red flags because I'm you guys might think I'm not easily controlled, <laughs> but I'm an obliger. So I like to help and I like to be there. Uh, I've been, um, taken advantage of many times in my life. It mostly just as far as my time or talents are concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I have a million talent, but you know what I mean? I do. I um, do. and people who aren't in control of their own lives really want to control others is what I've kind of figured out. Mm-hmm. And a really good way to like, look for this is, like seriously it could be overt or it could be completely and totally subtle and you have no idea it's happening yep but it's that level of control where maybe they're the one who's always making plans they're always dictating where you go and what you do and what you say and how you act while you're there and it's there's so many and it's almost always full encompassing usually a truly toxic person they they want to always know where you are what you're doing who Ugh. you're talking Ugh. to mm. uh you know what, what kind of money you're spending where you're spending it you, i i mean it's because i can come from that place i know what it's like right and it was this slow thing of first it was gifting like a lot of gifting and then it went into uh come hang out with my friends and then monopolizing all of my time and then at first i was like this is amazing because i really like this guy and then it quickly turned into when somebody else tried to monopolize, um, tried to take my time, it became an issue for him. Mm. And I was like, but it's my birthday and my roommates want to take me out. Like what? Like I was confused and he was upset. And I'm just like, well, and then the guilt card gets thrown. And then it, and then it made me feel guilty because yeah. he was upset. Because he just wanted to spoil me on my birthday, but I didn't have time on my birthday. Oh my gosh, that language makes me crazy. Makes me crazy too. And I was real young. I was like 19, 20. Oh, sure. You know what I mean? To the point where I was like, but I think it needed to be talked about because it was just not one of those things that I was even kind of 
cognizant of mm-hmm. you know and i think it's very easy to go through most of your younger years even your later years and not even realize what's happening and it's like why do i keep having all these people in my life and it's like well sometimes you just got to know what those triggers are like you best believe i was waiting for those red flags to come up with skylar like I was like, the second he tries to take up too much of my time, the second he tries to like bring me into his circle of friends, I'm, I'm out. And he never did. Like he didn't even know I had red flags that I was waiting for, you know, but it just kind of goes to show that there's, it's just very different human being. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, I love something else that we have on our show notes is talking about disregard of boundaries when somebody beyond trying to control you, like the disregard for boundaries, it kind of plays into what I was saying. Like I had some boundaries at the time that he just shattered right through, you know, that I was But this is why you have to be so crystal clear and you have to follow up and say, hey, these are my boundaries. But also I think to be willing to walk away most of the time. You know, there's one thing, it's one thing to like set boundaries with someone one time, but if, if that's, if boundaries are a thing you have to constantly revisit with a particular friendship or romantic relationship, chances are this is a toxic situation with a toxic person. Yes. Um, because toxic people tend to completely disregard our boundaries. Mm-hmm. And if you're always having to tell someone to, you know, stop behaving a certain way because they're, you know, it's not appropriate or it you know doesn't serve your relationship well uh they're they're not going to change (laughs) like that's thinking that toxic people are going to change is a toxic thought process Mm -hmm. for us so um I think a lot of toxic people actually really like to violate other people's boundaries so when you set those boundaries they will purposefully because it gives them the control if they feel in control exactly Mm -hmm. so yeah, um, the next thing that I liked on here was that they were always right because this was absolutely true for me. I couldn't have an intelligent conversation because I always felt really stupid. Uh, always. That kind of goes back to like, if you guys ever want to get to know me better, you go back to my first episode. It's like two hours long, but it's it. I talk a little bit in there about that's one of my things. Like I can't stand when I was younger, I'm, I'm much more secure with who I am now, but that feeling of feeling kind of stupid or not smart was a real trigger for me when I was younger. And that relationship did not bode well for that <laughs> because there was no nurturing going on. None. Like it was just this constant. I felt really insecure and stupid and it was hard for me to, it was hard for me to recognize that that was constantly going on. Mm you know and it was especially in front of other people wow and my love language is words so you know oh, how that went down. yeah not well <laughs> not well at all um, so let's go through really just rapid fire through some of these characteristics that you yeah. can kind of look for in a toxic person so that we can talk about how to deal with toxic people because i think that's the more important yeah piece of this that i really want to make sure that we cover and so the controlling piece of it disregarding your boundaries People who take, 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 and they never give. Mm-hmm. Um, very and a lot one, of times one-sided. Gifts, yeah, and gifts is not what we're talking about. No, no, no. Time, freedom, effort. Yes. Thank you. Energy, all of those things. Um, and always being right. Lying, lack of honesty. That's like a huge duh, right? Exaggerations. Um, face-saving white lies. People who are always the victim. 
Oh gosh. Always the, oh, ugh, I cannot, I can't. Yeah. Um, and that, that goes along too with this last piece. Like if you recognize that people just never take responsibility for their actions, they're constantly blaming other people or other, or circumstances for whatever it is they're doing or whatever. If you can't take responsibility mm-hmm. for your actions, your words, it's, it's bye. Just bye. I, so, I have so much respect for people that take immediate like responsibility for something that is kind of embarrassing or is tough or like have so much respect for people like that. I would much rather have someone go out of their way to be like, that was my bad. Like I created that or I missed that or, you know, anything like that. So a toxic person is never going to do that. Nope. (laughs) Nope. Okay. So how the heck do we deal with them? Mm -hmm. Um, I think the first thing that I had to realize is that the toxic people in my life were not going to change. Ah, first step. Step one. Step one. They're not going to change. So I'm going to need to change how things go on my end. Mm -hmm. Um, And when you, and, and as a, you know, as a compassionate human being, you know, maybe we're trying to change them. Like check with yourself. Are you trying to change them? Are you trying to fix it? If you have a friendship or a relationship that you're always trying to fix, like stop trying to change them and maybe see if you like them when you're not changing. Take take a closer look. (laughs) Yeah. It's definitely first step. And when you stop trying to change them, it might be a little bit easier to let things go. Yeah. Um, and in this, we already talked about this, but establishing and maintaining, maintaining boundaries, right? Especially with family members that you don't want to let go of. Yes. But you need having to boundaries is essential in key. those sorts of relationships mm-hmm. for sure. Um, and that means, you know, whoever's a drain on your resources, maybe they're making you feel like you have to work harder or be a different person to please them. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's, that's like, oh so good um but it essentially they're asking you to compromise constantly yeah your time your effort your resources who you are as a person your ideals your morals like Mm -hmm. (sighs) need some boundaries there that leads to number three yep is a don't be pulled into crises which can be kind of challenging especially if you're an obliger or if you're an empath and you feel someone's energy and you like you can feel that they're stressed and there's something big going on to them but you have to take a step back and realize that they created that for themselves and a lot of times that not my monkey not my circus is a really healthy way to look at things (laughs) right (laughs) Not uh, my monkey, not my circus, you know, and it's different having having sympathy for what somebody's going through, but not letting yourself being drawn into that. That's super powerful. So which actually can help you lead to number four. Focusing on the solution. So <laughs> if you spend much of your time kind of ruminating um, and trying to understand someone's negative behavior or toxic behavior, They'll suck away all your resources, even when they're no longer in your life. So you got to move on. Mm -hmm. And what's the solution? Maybe the solution is letting go. Maybe the solution is setting those boundaries and seeing what happens. Maybe the solution is, um, you know, confronting them. Who knows? Mm -hmm. Depending on the relationship, mediation, like you never know. Sure. Yeah. Depending on if it's familial or romantic relationships that you don't want to let go of. But right. For sure. Or a friendship that you don't want to let go of. I just find it easier to let those go usually because you know time there's time for everything. friends come and go yeah there's a season for everything i believe yep so this so number five is all about owning your own difficulties and weaknesses 
And I have a little like flip side to this that I want to share from my own personal experience. But essentially, you know, when you're in any sort of toxic relationship, you're going to notice that the other person tends to exploit your flaws and and puts them on display. Like mm-hmm. that feels so you yucky. always do this. This is who you are. Like making mm-hmm. you feel bad. Massive about, qualifying statements. About, always. Mm-hmm. Never. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. And, you know, you can get to know yourself better. Yeah. Get to know yourself better. Work in that personal development. Yes. Understand your weaknesses. Understand where you have places that you can grow. Episode so 13. That you know, <laughs> right, <laughs> so that you know how you're contributing to the yeah. relationship. Because you got to check with yourself first, I think, most of the time yep. to be like, where am I contributing to this situation? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And most of the time, the contribution is allowing toxic behavior yeah. to continue. Right. Enabling is a bad thing. It's enabling. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. That's a really good point. So one interesting thing that I've experienced is a toxic person in my life making me feel like all of my um, strengths are flaws. What? Uh-huh. Oh. Mm. So like I, I would consider my directness a good thing. I, I, I love it. I'm direct. I'm honest. I'm not every it's not for everybody and that's totally fine. But I've come to um, stop apologizing for that directness. And I deliver directness with kindness. I don't. With I don't love. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not directness doesn't mean you're like, you know, telling you, but telling people the real real all the time. You know, it just means I say what I feel and I mean it. Uh, I don't I don't usually there's not a whole lot I have like locked in my brain that I don't actually say Mm -hmm. and and so directness um, my drive and motivation when you have others in your life who aren't quite as driven and motivated as you you're squinting I'm like they uh (laughs) uh-huh low vibe people they they make I, I have had people in my life like this who make me feel like my ambition is you know, basically it's too much for them. But what they're equating it to is that You're I'm wrong. not prior. I'm wrong. I'm not mm-hmm. prioritizing my friendship. I don't have my priorities in the right place. And I'm like, well, they're my priorities. Yeah. <laughs> they're mine. Yeah. I get to decide. And um, I've had people tell me, not people, a couple people tell me that I walk all over people in conversation. And uh, I think honestly, you know, I've definitely that's there's a there's a place for me to create more space for listening. Hundred mm. percent. Oh, see, that's hundred percent. You're because you're thinking I love about your own things. Uh huh. I just I have a lot to say. Mm-hmm. I have a lot to say. That's why, why one of the reasons why we're here, and that's okay. But there's yeah. there's you know I, I I that's one of my weaknesses for sure is making sta- space for for listening, and mm. not just talking. Um, but I'm so solution oriented that often when I'm listening, I want to provide a solution. Uh-huh. <laughs> so sometimes I have to take a step back and, and really realize that. But I, I have had people make me feel like, you know, I, I speak over them and really it's them being super mousy and victim mentality. Yeah. You know, and I just beat myself up about it a ton. And then when I took a step back, I was like, oh, no, you feel this way every time I open my mouth and other people in my life don't. Lots of people don't. Right? That I welcome anything you say. Well, <laughs> you're so sweet. But and this isn't necessarily about me, but like for for my for my like badass entrepreneur, direct personality. I don't know my Enneagram type yet, but I will let you guys know when I do the test. Jen and I are both gonna do it. We'll follow up with you guys I've next week. I've done a small one, but I haven't paid for it. So I think okay. I know what type I'm in, but I don't know. We gotta save this for a it. different episode because that's like a whole nother thing. <laughs> but um, you know, I know myself well enough to know 
that a lot of these things that maybe others would see as as flaws if maybe they're a toxic person or maybe they're just not for me mm-hmm. maybe that we just have a toxic relationship because we don't jive yeah um that they're actually really good things <laughs> that have made me who I am and yes. made me a a semi-successful human being and one who's always trying to grow and improve. So it was really interesting for me to take a step back and see that this particular relationship was one, you know, that not only was I had outgrown this friend for sure, Mm -hmm. but it had been like 10 freaking years. And I was just like, I don't, I can't, I cannot. I uh, Well, you several times, it leads us to point six, the understand projection. Mm-hmm. Um, that can be such a huge part of toxic relationships is when somebody's seeing insecurity themselves or my, one of my favorite sayings is, is, you know, for every finger you point, you have like five pointing back to you, <laughs> yes. you know, it's like, it's, it's so true. A lot of times the first times or when somebody comes out and points something out, anytime I feel like I have to say something to somebody like this is frustrating me. I always have to go, am I doing that? Like, is that part of my, like, I usually look internally first be to being sure that I'm not projecting onto people. Cause I think it's human nature sometimes to be ultra aware of things you don't like about yourself and see it in other people. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's a toxic behavior that can just spiral into just negative oblivion, <laughs> you know? And I think the next step, the number seven, know that they may resist, uh, <laughs> this statement Toxic people often throw tantrums when they feel ignored. And, you know, it makes a lot of sense that when I was in that toxic relationship and I was purposely stepping away, uh, like my birthday, it was like tantrum central. And I was like, like, I didn't know what to do. I was like, what's happening right now? I was like, wait, does this guy care about me or is this like about him? Or like, I was so confused about the whole thing. And it was, it was such a temper tantrum that just escalated over time you know, and it just, it was very, it was very difficult for me. But when you stop, when you stop meeting their unhealthy expectations or needs, they'll go find them somewhere else. That's what happened. Right. Mm -hmm. They'll go find them somewhere else or Mm -hmm. hopefully they'll fix the situation. But yeah, it's, uh, some people will, will either kind of, you know, turn back into that toxic behavior and then just amplify it. Yeah. To try and reel you back in. And it's just what you said. You kept getting, you know, thrown out, reeled back in. So, um, you know, not giving in when behavior escalates. Yeah. (laughs) And remind yourself that you're teaching them that their old behaviors will no longer work. Because if you give in, you're showing them that it's just going to, it's fine. And it can continue. I never really got to that place. This is why you have to maintain the boundaries. Right. Maintenance. I never got there because I cut him off. But he was not somebody that I wanted to continue to have in my life. So it was different, but yeah, maintaining the boundaries is, and then emotionally allowing yourself to not be attached in a moment where you recognize that it's not my monkey, not my circus. (laughs) Yeah. So tip number eight is, um, on how to deal with these toxic relationships is choosing your battles carefully. And this one really resonates with me because, Uh, the most recent toxic relationship that I've recognized in my life, I thought, do I need to address this with this toxic person? Do I need to start a battle? Yeah. Um, And the truth for me was no. Uh, I I don't want to choose conflict because it's going to be draining of my energy, my time, my resources. 
Um, and in this particular case, it's not worth it if their behavior adjusts over time. This is, you know, basically a family member. Um, if their behavior adjusts over time, then I'm happy to, um, to kind of meet them where they're at, but it's not something that I'm willing to visit right now or even talk about because I know, uh, how did you get there? Yeah. Like, how did you get to that place where you thought it, was it a, an evaluation of yourself or was an evaluation of like maybe it was an evaluation going through if if I were to say my piece how would it be interpreted how could it even I'm sure there was many options you went through many options and none of them were good or healthy um and I don't see it making a difference Mm -hmm. and so you also have the flip side though where you where it did yeah, I saw. do. Yeah. yeah, but that wasn't a toxic relationship, and that's, that's what showed me it wasn't. That's what I mean. It was kind of a good test. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. When people, when you're able to have a frank conversation with that about how, you know, maybe um, you aren't meeting, you know, maybe expectations aren't realistic, or um, certain actions how they make you feel. When you're able to sit down and like have a real, real conversation real, with, a, real. with a friend or, or someone you're in a romantic relationship with and they respond with care and um, thoughtfulness and compromise, compromise. Mm-hmm. Yep. Thinking about, you know, their contribution to the relationship and how that could have affected mm-hmm. where you're at. Like that's where you can see you're clearly not, you know, there's a difference between like tough situations and toxic people. Totally. And yeah, that was, I've had a, just a lot of interesting friendship things lately where I was really able to see like which friendships are worth continuing with and which are worth just kind of letting go. And, um, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a tough thing to go through, but I think it's part of life as an adult. It's part of life as being a high vibe person who, uh, would like to surround myself with other people. Yeah. It leads us to number nine. Yeah. The last step. Yeah. Surround yourself with healthy relationships. It's amazing how you can't really see a toxic relationship until you have had several healthy ones sometimes. True. True. And that was for me, I had, you know, it's been a really interesting mix because I tend to, I, I'm in business with some of my friends, right? Mm -hmm. And then I'm in, uh, I'm in just having friendships. Some, some are mixed and then some are just business and looking at this whole spectrum of relationships, it's very interesting to see, you know, some people will just say things like, well, it's hard to do business with your friends. And I want to challenge you on that because Mm -hmm. I think it's really lovely to do business with your friends if you have a healthy relationship and you're able to have conversations. Exactly. If you can talk openly. And I think that's where you see, you know, a healthy relationship. You can flesh out who's a high vibe person versus a low vibe person Mm -hmm. and, you know, surround yourself with not only people who who see you and hear you and make you feel fantastic about yourself because you should, you should have those people, but who also challenge you and want to want you to, they make you want to be better. Yeah. yeah. You know, they make you want to be better. I feel like this is a good list for somebody looking for a roommate too. Oh my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) So I was like, yeah, do you lie? (laughs) Do you try to control me? You're not in. Peace out. (laughs) Yeah. So honestly, I think, I think, it can be really painful to let go of these relationships. I legitimately did some mourning the last month or so. And it was a very difficult thing for me to realize yeah. and see. And um, my husband had, he was like, I've been watching this for a long time. You're like, ah, 
And I was like, okay. Ooh, huh, okay. okay. Solidified right there. <laughs> yep. Okay. So, you know, it's just one of those things where you, it's hard to see when you're in it. Mm-hmm. It's hard to see when you're in it. But for me, what helped me see it was honestly talking a lot about healthy relationships with you. Yeah. With you and dissecting going, it. Yeah, dissecting it, talking about the healthy pieces of our marriage and then thinking about how, you know, those haven't translated into all of my friendships. Yeah. And and I think there's a big difference between relationships being for a season and then relationships just being toxic yeah, <laughs> in general mm-hmm. uh, with toxic people. And I think the thing that is the real real is that toxic people aren't always toxic in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Right. Their life changes, too. You know. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. And, and being cognizant of what's happening as things ebb and flow and change. I mean, even if somebody's going through a tough time, that doesn't mean that they're toxic, but it might mean that you need to protect yourself a little differently while they're going through their hard time. Yeah. You know, and understanding that, of course, you want to be that person that can be there for their friends when they're going through a tough time, but they also need to recognize that they can't, they can't come at you with all of their issues and bring you down. You know, it's like it, whenever I can use this because Skylar and I have spent a lot of time and energy and effort in our 13 years and making sure that we have a healthy relationship because it hasn't always been true for him and his life. He's been through a lot with his relationships in his life. And I really applaud him for being in a space where he is like baggage is not going to be a thing for us. Like we're going to work very hard to make sure that we're not packing things away and I learned so much from him I learned so much from him and knowing what he'd been through in his life and it put me in such a different place and how I interacted with other people in my life so I I really encourage you guys to definitely look for those healthy relationships nurture them and be okay with them being here sometimes and not sometimes some of my most favorite people that are like my healthy relationships I could call them anytime and we could have like four hour conversations, which is why we're podcasting raising your hand, which me, is me. Yeah, me. right. <laughs> but these poor people, like I see them once a year, twice a year. It's just how life is. They don't live that close to me. They've got multiple jobs, one job that's difficult. They've got lots of kids. Like it's just hard, you know, and but it's but I know that if I could say, do you have time for us to have a conversation? They would in a heartbeat. And they'd be there for and you. And they would be there. If yeah. I was going through a tough time physically, emotionally, mentally, I know that they would make space for me. But we just don't talk or see each other that much. It's just just how it is sometimes. So one key relationship must for me with friendships is that my friends have to be able to pick up where we left off Ditto. and not hold the time spent apart against me. Yeah. Because we're in this season of life where... Other things that, frankly, are are more pressing and more important command mm-hmm. my attention. And that doesn't mean that my, my friends aren't important to me. They absolutely are. Right. Um, but I need, I need some people who can give me the benefit of the doubt. Because this is a hustle period in life where yep. I've got some big things going on. And people who get those big things respect that. Yeah. And people who don't, don't. Don't. 
And that's always been something that my husband and I have talked about with our relationships. We tend to thrive best in friendships with other couples or just people in general who are able to pick up where you left off, where you yep. can, you know, maybe you only get together every three, every three years, but when you do, you... It's amazing and epic and... And and I think the key things, and this kind of came about through some of my research for this episode, when you're in a healthy relationship, you feel safe. Yes. You feel cherished, happy, oh. mm-hmm. and heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... When Say you, that again. Will you list that again? Yeah. Safe cherished happy and heard oh so good i just got goosebumps a little bit because it's so true yeah it's hard unfortunately it's really hard to find it is people take things yeah people take things really personally Mm -hmm. um whether that means time spent apart or um, priorities that aren't the same as their priorities Mm -hmm. it's tough it is and friendships and relationships are tough as adults you know we always joke about how like when you get new friends as an adult you literally like lean over to them like you're a five-year-old and be like do you want to be friends yeah (laughs) right can we can we please can we just be friends because it's hard to make friends as an adult yeah it can be it's like dating it's like dating and you know I'm I have lots of great healthy relationships but there's always room for more because there's always room in my life for people who are going to help me grow Yes. And be better. Mm-hmm. I'm um, always I'm always looking because I just love people. I do too. <laughs> you know, I'm we always looking. Common, you know. Um but it's I think you know, I think we just live in a in a culture with social media and everything where it's so easy to um get stuck on, you know, text communication and not being clear with one another and not understanding where people are coming from. Oh gosh. And when you find those friends that will clarify when their feelings are hurt or they'll come to you and say hey I just want to put this out there because I'm not sure you meant it this way like they come for you and they say hey let's talk about this you hold on to those friendships Mm -hmm. my goodness like those are the best friendships when you forget to text them back and that's not a big deal for me like I'm like I don't know everybody's busy if I really need to talk to them I will text them again yeah and be like hey I know you're busy but can you blah 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 blah. but you give them the benefit of the doubt either way right and yep. when you get a friendship that's in your life where they're like hey I know that you're really busy but when I don't hear from you for two days uh, I feel ignored and they tell you how they're feeling and I go I'm so sorry you felt like that. Like sometimes I will get five people texting me at the same time and it will literally be like, I it just slips through the cracks and it's just so unintentional and you have that conversation and then the next time it happens, they text you and go, hey, you haven't texted me back yet. And you go, oh, I'm so sorry. And you just, but no, they get it. Yeah. But and they like, get it. And just, well, man, hold on to those friendships because those are the ones that you can pick up where you left off. You can grow from and you can have these moments of like, hey, you're being annoying. I love you, but you're being annoying. <laughs> yep. You know, so. And, you know, I just want to leave us with this. I think honestly, we, a lot of those healthy relationships in our life help us see which ones are unhealthy and toxic True. and allow us to have the headspace to sever those and I think I, I'm if I'm just being like real and just an honest little vulnerable moment like our friendship has really helped me move through some of that I love you I love you too because uh you know having a really healthy relationship helps you see you know 
sees how good it could be or how good it can be and and should be and what's possible you're too far away to hug right now but i I love you you. (laughs) also it would just make a lot of muffling sounds in the microphone (laughs) so anyways that's the way it should be guys yeah but i you know my last last thing i want to say i know i just already said that just now but is that um you get to decide Mm -hmm. it's your choice you are in control you are in control of your relationships and who you want to surround yourself with and if you want to do big things in this life um, if you want to rest in your purpose and who you're meant to be, then you need to be weeding out who is bringing you down and who is lifting you up. And you need to surround yourself with people who lift you up and make you reach higher than you ever thought you could. And be bold. Yeah. Be bold in those relationships. Definitely. Absolutely. All right. Well, thanks so much, you guys, for hearing us through this I, I mean a lot of it I think was us processing through the actual episode which is why we did it though I hope you know? I hope our conversation I can't wait to talk more about relationships and um, we're definitely gonna be doing some episodes on marriage hopefully soon and um, maybe we'll bring the guys on at some point I think Ooh, that would be, so, be fun. so fun yeah let us know if that's something you guys would be interested in listeners and so we thank you we're officially calling y'all rebel heart nation i am loving that title (laughs) rebel heart nation so we love you guys we appreciate you appreciate your time and just um letting us in thanks for joining us today on this episode of rebel heart radio you can visit our website to submit a question at www.rebelheartradio.com or you can hop on our instagram you can ask us anything we love to get to know you guys Don't forget to subscribe and give us a review on iTunes and we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Let me just actually use my mic. (laughs) I gotta make sure my phone is not ringing. Ain't no ringing on your phone. Or mine. (laughs) I'm actually gonna turn my airport mode. Airport plane mode not airport mode I feel like this episode needs to be coupled with a Britney Spears song I don't know what you mean toxic Britney Spears oh I'm like oh come on oh can you play it for me yes yes I can just (coughs) give me a second this is gonna happen I mean I don't know if I remember as soon as it comes up I'm going to know all the words sadly probably I'm a terrible singer so I'm not even gonna try but you know the one where she's wearing the snake yeah I mean I know yeah okay I know but I need to hear it I am okay with that I will play it right now really I love Britney Spears okay go go already press play See, I knew. See. <laughs> you can't hear that. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Turn your. I need to like get off of Facebook. Is what I need to do. Uh-huh. Yeah, I have to close it when we get record too. Except for this is a. Hold on. What color should I get for my tin? Flawless and five. Oh. <laughs> I can mix linen and sand now. I feel so accomplished.
Dude, I'm like straight up honey right now. I did once. I did just sand one day, and I was like, nope, nope. <laughs> it's not too far. Too it's not far. the right one. I <laughs> I listen to books. <laughs> it's always weird when you tell you you listen to audiobooks, but you're telling someone that you I read are reading a book, <laughs> but you're not. You're listening to it. I know, I know. I but you feel are. like I have to caveat, but it's the same thing. No, but if you say it, people are like, what do you mean you listen to a book? Oh, come on, it's 2018. Who doesn't listen to audiobooks? I'd like to or know. Who doesn't, like, listen to learn, you know what I mean? Yeah. Even a lot of people will listen to YouTube videos. <laughs> I now have audio of us furiously typing. <laughs> This is how a beauty counter 20% off promotion works, people. <laughs> and if you're listening to this, you missed it. Oh, man. Um, I'll try to get childcare earlier. We'll be ready to record, too, almost right away because of all the notes we've already done. Yeah, I know. Okay. But we're going to try to record what for? Which we've never done before. Uncharted territory. <laughs> um, sometimes I listen to personal development while I'm doing housework, and other times I listen to my numbing TV. <laughs> I love Parks and Rec so much. Okay, so. Okay, I'm going to stop. Stop. Stop it. (laughs) Stop. Collaborate and listen.